Welcome everyone to episode 27 of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd. I'm here with my main man, JB. How's it going? We are all good. It is... <laughs> it's January. We're still locked down. You know, we still can't leave our house without a sniper on the roof looking to pick us off. Apart from that... Feel like Akon, man. It's, it's not a lot's changed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But um, we have had, I mean, so I say this is episode 27. Uh, we've had a couple of episodes in between episode 26 and 27. There are our bonus end of year grappies and our welcome to 2021 episode. Um, but now we're back on the reviews um, and we're doing a review of a show preceding a show that we're going to review uh, so, the show, that's right the show before the show baby and this is what we just love it man so george how you doing man everything all right family well everyone cool yeah, everyone's good you know we're just we're rolling you know that's it there's no other way to it. put it you know this is how how it is at the minute you have to do that when you say rolling though oh okay rolling rolling rolling, rolling. Oh. <laughs> i should have done the dance reminds me of fucking wrestlemania 19 mate it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. You know, we've got, yeah, this is a weird one. There's not a lot of news going on, like, around wrestling. Um, we like to do a bit of news before we start, and this is, yeah. I mean. So what you got? You got some bits. I've got a couple of bits, you know. Let's, let's oh, start. Yeah. Raw continues <laughs> to suck, let's be honest. Raw uh, continues. <laughs> are they doing it on purpose? Are they, do- what, to boost another certain show? No, just to get it right down and then, you know, almost Boost it back hit, up again. Almost hit the restart button. Well, I mean I mean I would. Yes. There's a and and and, and while while they've got no fans, um, they're just thinking fuck it's one of them fuck it moments, isn't it? It's one of them fuck it. You know, we you know, just save some money. Um did you see the, the Randy Orton burnt man promo? I did. It, you know, I saw that I it wasn't wasn't the best part of the show, to be honest. The best part of the show was a certain move, you know, that took place. AJ Styles and Ricochet's bouncing off the ropes into the Styles Clash thing. That was excellent. That was, yeah, but anything that AJ's involved in is fucking sweet, dude. Like this is a thing. I've been I've been wanking over AJ Styles in ring work since you know, fucking. You main event is the first British wrestling show I went to see. So you know what I mean, and I've yeah. still got that on DVD, bruv. I've got it on DVD, and I still think, despite shit that's going on, I think at some point we've got to review that show, bro. Um, it's international showdown. We, we oh I no, that we, wasn't that wasn't international showdown. This was the first British wrestling show I went to see. Was um, it was in Broxbourne. Oh, that okay. Is that the one where you got the picture with him as well? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yes. FWA. FWA, Frontier Wrestling Alliance, for anyone yeah, who don't know. 
If you don't know FWA, she's too young for you, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about British wrestling, man. We're all too young for him. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, um, yeah, I, I was going to mention another British wrestler who's in a scandal at the moment with a young fan, but I won't go into it. Um, yeah, cut his mic, cut his mic. Yeah. Um, so, so the news is, um, I mean, Ricochet and AJ was a pretty good match, I thought. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was as good as uh, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro on SmackDown. Uh, let's be honest, SmackDown's the A show. It's killing it with a lot of their stuff. I mean, always there's a few bits that you can say, oh, okay, maybe they don't need to do that, but it's still the best. It's the best wrestling show on TV, despite what Matt Hardy said last night on Impact. <laughs> well, um, also, we're talking about Randy Orton. Randy Orton, if you remember, and you go back to our Grappy Awards, I've actually picked him to win the Royal Rumble, didn't I? Yes. He was, he was my shout. I was going to ask if you've had any fresh predictions, any new sort of like... No, after seeing, after seeing that, that, that Burnt Man promo, um, where he looks like one of the invaders... Um, <laughs> it looks a little lucha, doesn't it? He looks like a little lucha. He looks like he's gonna either get his chest stomped and then you know be puking up blood. Do you remember that yeah. crazy footage? Oh, yeah. uh, Invaders, one of them gets stamped on. I, I thought that was gonna happen, but no. Since I watched that promo, um, I've I'm sticking to my guns and still saying that Randy Orton's gonna win the Royal Rumble. So, um, or if, if if anything, it might be the Fiend. It's either I don't know if the Fiend's gonna be in the Rumble, is he? I still, I still got, I still got some, you know, still got some eggs in the Daniel Bryan basket. But, I mean, that's a good, it's a good shout. I mean, you know, we could have a little punt on that. Yeah. Um, it might be worth taking a. Um, I was going to say the name of the bookies, but I will say our local bookie, um, popping down there. It might be worth having a couple of quid. Can you still bet on wrestling? I think there's one or two that take wrestling bet. Um, if you can bet on an election, you should be able to bet on wrestling because they're pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> it's, all, it's all a fix. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't talk storylines on this show, like especially like about current stuff. Because why the hell would we? Yeah. Um, is it time on Raw in particular to have an authority figure that? Is more than all like the, the old GM stuff, you know, a commissioner type, you know, but one that can actually, you know, get a hold of it and say, look, this shows this shows garbage. I'm here to fix it. Could they actually do that on TV? I mean, I mean, first of all, why not? Um, it has been done before. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they're just with no crowds and all that kind of stuff. I mean, where are these things being filmed still? Like performance centres and all that? Or, or no, what? they moved them. Um, oh, they moved from Orlando to somewhere else. Might even be Tampa. Okay. When you say Orlando, it reminds me of the old TNA days when they were in the uh, Orlando, Florida. At Universal. Studios. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Universal, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, um, I, I just, I just think at the moment they just can't be asked with it. Um, there's just not a lot of effort getting put in. Maybe the writers are all working from home or whatever, and it's not quite gelling. They're just doing it over a fucking Zoom call or whatever. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but it's just not. 
gelling at the moment. It's just not... I mean, I just think wrestling in general, when there's not a lot of crowds, is fucking shit. Because wrestling I think, is... I think, you know, we've seen some some mad wrestling matches in front of, like, ten people, you know, it's like, so... Yeah, I mean, it's just... you, you When you're in the ring, you're playing for the crowd. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, not, not to say that these guys can't have great matches, but I just... I just think, yeah, I mean, you can imagine some of the matches we've had this last year. If they were to have been done in front of a crowd, it would have been, you know, yeah. roof bling blasted off the fucking place, you know? It's, um, you know, even, um, like I say, I mean, we talk about AEW and stuff. I mean, even the um, match Tay Conti versus um, Serena D, you know what I mean? That was, that was a great match, I thought. And if that was in front of a more packed house... Um, I've watched it twice. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like we said, we said that SmackDown's still the A show. AEW is just happy to beat NXT on Wednesdays. It seems our man TK uh, continues to flex on a show that is watched by less people than his own show. What's going on? But as well, I, I can mean, I, we're can gonna. I, can, I, can I do the big? Sorry. Oh, yeah, I need to pump. You pump, know, and fucking have. I need a Tony Schiavone giggling next to me. Um, it, it's it's one of these things, bro. But it's it's it, uh, AEW is not buying Impact Wrestling. First of all, it's not happening. Okay, it, it's. <laughs> I might sound by that when they do, just like. No, I don't give a fuck, mate. I, I they are. It's not happening. I mean, buying it. It will. First of all, it's not financially viable to be buying. Impact Another wrestling. wrestling promotion, yeah. Like no, it's not. It's not financially viable for him. You know, and they, they're going to be maybe working in a long-term partnership. Sure, that's great, okay? But when I see these AEW groups on Facebook and you've got these people going, oh, yeah, it's clear. The marks that, can't see it, but it's so Facebook. clear. Oh, dude, that fucking AEW group on Facebook is my you, downfall. You need, to, you need to, like, delete that app, man. It's, it I, need to, <laughs> I need to stay off it. But... Like it's just when people are like, yeah, the marks can't see it, but it's clear Tony Khan's buying a Impact Wrestling, and Impact is going to be the third AEW show. It's going to be called AEW Impact. They say it with such certainty, like water is wet. AEW is buying Impact, and yet Tony Khan, who has said I'm not going to be one of these authority figures who's on TV all the time and blah blah blah, he's 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 trying to be Mr. McMahon, isn't he? He's just trying to be. Well, I don't know what. He, 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 it's weird because he doesn't. He doesn't come across as Vincey, and you know he doesn't come across as you know Eric Bischoff at all. But smarky. He's trying to be the smarky version of Vince again. He, he, yeah, it's be, that same old thing that we say we talk about every week, where they appeal to the to that demographic that they've already got behind them. Like that's great, but yeah, again, he's on a TV show yesterday, which is Tuesday because Impact was on yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, you know, he's flexing and grinning, writing in his little captain's log notebook and that on a show that's watched by less people that watch, you know, AEW Dark probably on YouTube. You're yeah, fucking, I just, I'm... The fucking Mark. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it does, it does give me some kind of joy to see, like, the occasional comment on the thing, like, fucking hell, Tony, Tony Khan's a Mark. Like it's just, and then that person gets like dogpiled on. But I just like, I give you a like. I'm sir. not even I sure if he's a mark. I just think he's been giving some bad advice. 
I would I would fault? go I would go with that. I would think you know someone other people getting in his ear saying, Yeah, good idea, Tony, good idea, Tony. Keep paying me money, please. Like he's got yes, but this is the thing. He's got he's surrounded by yes men who are just happy to be getting a paycheck, and he's surrounded by wrestlers that are just happy to be on TV. Um so it, it's it's one that I mean, and talking about the um Tay Conti with Anna Jay versus uh Serena Deeb. Is it Dweeb or Deeb? It's Deeb, Deeb isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is Deeb, yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought that was a great match, but I think you know, people like Tay Conti and that probably would end up at some point in WWF, do you think? WWE. You think like Anna Jay at some point, maybe in the future. I mean, what what how long what is my downfall with AEW? But this is the thing. I mean, it's got to happen at some point. I mean, if you think about this, if you was a wrestler, bro, if you was MJF, yeah, and 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 they said WWE said, yeah, come come down, come down. Um, we we want you we want you on our show. I mean, despite the people going to argue, yeah, but they've got the Miz who's similar and all this. Just fucking shut up for a minute, okay? If you're a wrestler, okay and you're working in AEW, surely your aim at one point is to get to WWE. Don't you think? Like, I mean, it's still... Well, it's still it, it, really... obviously, it's, you know, we'd, we could easily just hop back in time and say, you know, we go back to the to the great days of 1994, 95, where, you know, there was more money flying about and, you know, people could jump to another show and have that huge impact and stuff, you know, it's just, I, I, I do think that anyone that, anyone that's in AEW was, off, was offered that sort of contract, you know, you know, the big time, big money, you know, they would, they would flip. Of course they would. And, but this is the thing. There's one or two that wouldn't, you know, obviously, you know. Yeah. But the, the, but the thing is though, the one or two that wouldn't are probably not the ones that would get asked in the first place. Oh, I'm pretty sure Mox would be asked back if, you know, if given the chance to sign him, they would sign him back up. Nah. Of course they would. I think so, fam. I mean, I know, I know, I know we've we've said what we said about him, but he's he's a name, he's a face, he's you know he, he can't would, draw he a dime. Make, he would make some more money. <coughs> can't draw. <coughs> Sorry, man. Um. I mean, imagine if they did like a shield reunion or something. You know, that'd be I'm fun. sure that would be be in... like Police Academy Six. Yeah. <laughs> you know why not? Jaws Five. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws Five. You know what I mean? Like Jaws One, but just shitter. Um. Yeah, I don't know where we're going with that, but it was fun. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, but but my point is like, you know, A A W. Um. I do think that there are some guys that will end up in WWE despite all the shit talking from the AEW um, fans that anything to do with WWE sucks balls. Um, I still do think that WWE does do some really good stuff. And I, you know, I, I, I mean, like I say, this whole past year, I've loved what they've been doing with, with Bailey and Sasha and all that kind of stuff. There's been some great emerging stars coming through. Um, they're still the show, bro. They're still where people are aiming kind of to be. AEW isn't quite at the level where they can compete. I mean, Impact Wrestling isn't at the level where it can compete. I, we also have to mention a Grappy Award winner that 
went down to defeat this week. Oh, gutted that was. The AEW's New Year's thing. Um, he missed the shake. A co-pro Grappy Award winner went down to a 150-pound skateboarding TNT champion. It doesn't make any sense. Dude, I, I felt like Cartman, yeah, when I was watching it. I'm like, you don't have to take this kind of crap from this scrawny weakling. You know what I mean? Beer cake. Like fucking <laughs> Brian Cage. He should have just beer cake. He should have just eaten him, dude. Like there's no, you know, beer cake. Just, <laughs> yeah, like they, it's, it, with a man that size, you know, and they've got, they've got a couple of big guys, you know. They've got yeah. three or four really big guys in AEW. You can't book them that week. But no, but because then they just look like pussies. And yeah. like, we're, you know, they're like toothless tigers. You've got, you know, someone who looks like he literally three times a day, Ico Pro shakes, you know, fucking, he won our award for goodness sake. The geezer's a savage. Um, you know, he should have really, I mean, Darby Allen is what, 140 pounds soaking wet, you know. Yeah. He should have been ragdolled around. If anything, yeah, if they still wanted to keep Darby Allen strong, they could have just had Cage just literally beat the fuck out of him and get disqualified by bringing some weapon in or something. You know, he wouldn't have needed to. He could have just he could have just kept pounding on him and the refs like and the ref know, yeah, it's just or, that's right. You know, Darby had to resort to using his skateboard or something. Just... Absolutely, absolutely, just to keep the keep them both strong. But you know, it's and nobody's oh, against mate. someone doing what they got to do to keep a title. Jesus. Right. I, I mean, I've just fuck. I, I've I've seen. I, I need to stop because I've seen right. some other stuff about Orange Cassidy as well. How he's the greatest wrestler to ever have lived, and that like some people literally saying he's like the greatest. When did he last wrestle? I don't well. know, but I'm st- I'm getting the keys and I'm starting up the DeLorean because we're going to crank it up to 88 miles per hour. We're going back. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Um, I just wanted I to. Also I can't give talk sh- about Orange Cassidy, man. <laughs> no, we can't. All right, so I'll tell you what. Just before we get into the show, before the show, I've actually got a show before the show, before the show that I was watching as well. That I might the just main event. Quickly, uh, it was the um, it was the WrestleMania Five debates. Oh, the debates! I, yes. Did you watch any of them? I saw a little bit after you sent them to me. Oh, bro, it was fucking funny. I mean, we won't spend long on it, but it's just great. But I wanted to shout out Kevin Williams, a geezer, um, just to say how the 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 tentacles of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast reach far out into this cyber world. I was on um, Facebook Marketplace and I've I put up um, I had a couple of albums up, um, sticker albums like spare ones, so I put them up and I had this geezer, Kevin Williams, he um asked me if I still had the album. I said, sorry, mate, it's sold. Then he asked me, oh, have you got any other stickers or cards and that sealed? And obviously I have. Um, and uh, we got talking and that. And I was saying about how I opened a couple of packs on the podcast. And he goes, oh, what podcast is that? I said, oh, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. He goes, oh, I, I know you guys. I follow you guys on Twitter. And it is actually Tweet Wrestling. So shout out to you guys. Um, shout out to Kev. Um, I sent him a few bits and bobs. He, got, he bought some cards off us and bits that's and some stickers. Bobs bits and bobs so um yeah man he's gonna tweet us out once the uh package arrives good old british royal mail um he'll be there tweaking the curtains waiting for the postman and uh when it arrives he he can uh he's gonna put a little picture out so i just want to shout out kev really nice bloke um 
and I actually uh, sold him a sticker, so he's completed his metal album now. So that's uh, he was a happy bunny. So um, shout out to you, Kev. He's he's got a book called um, Wrestling Figures of the Nineties or something like that. I think it's called uh, Wrestling Figures of the Nineteen Nineties. Um, go and buy that. Check out his book. And uh, yeah, big up yourself, Kev. Tweet wrestling. So um, yeah, we are we're, we're jumping in the DeLorean. Yeah, you got the key. Oh, before before we reach eighty eight miles per hour, we do want to remind people to you know tickle our bell. Bro, just give it a little even more so now we do need people to flick our bells okay because it's 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 getting a bit crazy like you know anyone watching this just touch our bells you know we're happy to to you know acknowledge once we get we really just want to get because we don't want your money we've got no patreon we've got no paid content we've got nothing all of this you get for buck she, you know what I mean? As they say in Cockney rhyming slang, you get it for free. We don't charge you for nothing. We don't want your money. We want YouTube's money. That's right. You know? Um, so hit that subscribe button. Touch it. Hit the like, hit the comment. If you're listening on, you know, one of the many podcast sort of sites or, you know, apps you can use, hit that like, hit that follow, write a review, give us five stars. You know you want to. You know, five stars. No, give is- us... Seven stars for Meltzer. Nine. Twelve. Give us fucking untold stars. <laughs> we're in a Kenny Omega match. Give us five and a half stars. Yes. Yeah, so. Do it, bro. And we ain't got no sweepers either. We don't need a broom. Um, we- yeah, so, yeah, hit hit any of those buttons. Hit any of those. Touch. Write a review. Tell, them, tell the world how handsome we are. You know. Do tell it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell people that you can't stand it just you you know because if you don't like it you know tell them to listen to us they'll tell them to touch our bells we love it and we know you're not going out so they're going nowhere what are you doing (laughs) you're sitting in watching fucking videos of two dudes talking about wrestling come on that's what 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 you should be doing and we're happy you're doing it but just touch our fucking bell man we've been floating around the same amount of subscribers we need to get mean last time i got mean we ended up with an extra hundred subscribers in a week so let me tell you something brothers you need to touch our bells get us excited and this is this is what we like we you can look how excited i am at the thought of people touching our bells imagine if you actually did it Come on, bruv. Touch the bell. It's there. I don't know. It's there. It's... Touch it. Touch it. Just touch my bell. Touch Jordan's as well. Ding dong. Ting-a-ling-a-ling. See, I'm really even sing for you. We're like oh. fucking multifaceted entertainers right here. We've we've hit 88 miles per hour. We've headed to Hershey Park. <laughs> we're there. In we're at the Hershey Park Arena, sorry, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the place where they make terrible chocolate. And I'm not this isn't a take or anything. This isn't, you know, something that Chris and I spoke about. Hershey chocolate is garbage. Don't, oh, I don't know, don't, man. I, don't I, I'll tell you what, I'll go I'll go with you on the chocolate, maybe garbage, but I'll tell you what is nice. The little cartons of Hershey hot chocolate, but cold chocolate milkshake. Oh, what, in the cartons? Yeah, bro, come it. on, man. You don't try it. Do it, man. It's fucking lovely. Not Hershey's but, Kisses or nothing. You don't like none of that shit, no. No. But Hershey, Hot Pennsylvania. <laughs> a crowd of 9,000. And this is where this is where I, I it got me. It was a 10.0 TV rating. 
that is ridiculous. But then you realize you're on NBC, you're on one of the big channels doing big things, you know. This, uh, I mean, this whole, this whole angle where, I mean, millions of people tuning in. This is incredible. So this is WWF uh, Saturday night's main event from March the 11th, 1989. So it It, is the... It was taped on February the 16th. Sorry. Okay, so it was taped a month before that. um, And it is all based around WrestleMania 5. So WrestleMania 5 is going to be our next pay-per-view that we are covering. We've been talking about it for quite a little while. But WrestleMania 5, it broke all kinds of fucking records when it actually went out. Yeah. Um, I mean, Vince must have been fucking wanking himself silly. The amount of money they made off of off WrestleMania 5, off pay-per-view buys, off of, um, off the uh, actual bums in seats. Yeah, I'm sure they were just, they might have still been doing closed circuit as well around that time. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there was a thing where basically um, it was in Trump Towers, okay? It was in Trump's casino casino in Atlantic City, WrestleMania 5. And basically, uh, the cable companies um, wanted to allow bars to show it so people could go to the bars and watch WrestleMania 5. Vince McMahon didn't want that. He was actually arguing and he went up against the cable companies and was saying, look, we're not, we don't want fucking bars and that to be showing it because then more people, they're only paying one thing and then loads of people are watching it. But Donald Trump actually went against Vince McMahon and said to him, no, bollocks, mate, we're not having that. Um, You've got to let bars show it because then it's more exposure for, you know, the Trump Plaza and all this kind of stuff, which is a good business decision for, for, for Trump. And basically he made Vince... Um, turn 180 and say, yeah, okay, fuck it. Um, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with WrestleMania 5. Also, at the time, Ted Turner um, had just um, been involved with WCW, and he was he was he was trying to put something up against, uh, I think, Great American Bash. He was trying to put it on the same day as WrestleMania 5. Um. There was, there was, was a, a there Clash was a of Champions. Perhaps. Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. Good shout. So he, yeah, he he wanted, but in the end, he ended up putting on like some other fucking TV, um, like a couple of days after or something. Um, but there was talk, and he, he really wanted to go head to head Clash of Champions with WrestleMania Five. But I mean, WrestleMania Five itself, that it is possibly one of the biggest angles for that time that was happening was this whole Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man Randy Savage mega powers breakup and the um you know the piggy in the middle of um Elizabeth it's, it's the decision of a lifetime it is the decision of a lifetime for Miss Elizabeth she must choose whose corner she'll be in at WrestleMania 5 um yeah uh, Vince and Jesse, the body, uh, are our commentators slash interviewers slash, you know, voiceover guys for this. Um, and Jesse at the beginning interrupting Vince at every turn. Brilliant. Just keeps looking at him, yeah. You know, he, he, he was... Um, Jesse, Jesse knew how to piss him off. Oh, and he did a great job, you know. It was... Um, 
you know, it's re- it's good as well because I, I remember in uh, WrestleMania five, which we will get to at some point, obviously we, it's going to be our next thing, but I do remember as well, like Jesse Ventura never liked Hulk Hogan and he, he was always, you know, fucking Very obvious, yeah. it was, it was obvious. And then he, you know, he's like, when Hogan got into Hollywood, he's like, that's my, that's where I'm got. That's my domain, Hollywood Hogan. How dare you fucking try and, you know, impede on my ground. But yeah, Je- Jess in this show, um, Saturday night main event. He was an absolute superstar, mate. He yeah. was, he was the yin to um, Vince McMahon's yang, if I may put it like that. <laughs> uh, mean Gene starts us off with an interview. It's uh, he's with the ravishing one, Rick Rude, and uh, our one of our stars of the show for this one, Bobby Heenan. Uh, Heenan calls Gene Pee Wee pretty quickly. It's brilliant, mate. And, uh, you know, and he's talking about, you know, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake uh, giving people lousy haircuts. And he goes, you know, you should know a thing or two about lousy haircuts. Yeah. Talking, it's great. Uh, he, he says how image is important to them, not to not to Brutus, but to Rude and to Heenan. And, if, and the uh, image of wrestling as well. Yeah. And uh, what would happen if uh, Brutus tried to put that sleeper hold on Rick Rude? Rick Rude with a with a cheeky look on his face, a rude awakening, and then uh, gives a little kiss to the camera. Yeah. Great. Amazing. I love Rick Rude, mate. I've, I just think his in-ring work was just phenomenal. Oh, his whole character. Yeah. Like, you know, he's fucking great, man. Is, you know, he's selling for Beefcake, man. Like, but I know. Beefcake calls Bobby Heenan a hairdryer. Yeah. And he's going to be cutting and strutting. He is clearly whacked out. He, I mean, there's a there's a few people on the old tutoroni on this show. <laughs> bit, of beak. bit of fucking beak, you know what I mean? On the fucking packet. Um, but <laughs> bit of fucking beak. But um, you know, it's uh, it, it's that time. This is this 1989. Like the party still in, going. Ah, oh, the party's still going, dude. It's like you know. Sunset Skip was there in the midst of all this as well. Um, you know, shout out to Sunset. I don't, you know, we don't want to talk about what he used to partake in. Um, but Quaaludes, his tassel right? Back- huh? Quaaludes. Quaaludes, dude. Do you know what I mean? His tassel count was extremely high yeah. on, on the skip. Um, <clears throat> it is our first match of the evening. It is Rude, uh, Rude and Beef, Brutus Bob Beefcake. Um, Rude has the ultimate warrior on his tights because uh, they're going to be up against each other at WrestleMania 5. Um, he always had great sets of tights, didn't he, Rude? So, like, he had Cheryl Roberts on one set. You know, he had the Intercontinental title on it as well. Like, I think he was probably in that in that WrestleMania match as well. Did, didn't he have one where he had two people on, on each butt cheek and when he tensed his butt cheeks, it would do something to the people on the cheeks? Well, it was, it was something he had, like... He's fucking great, man. Like, but the thing is, as well, a wrestling attire, yeah, what a wrestler wears is so important, man. It's so, you know, people like, um, I mean, Honky Tonk Man. Can you imagine if Honky Tonk Man came down and didn't wear what he wore? You know, it was one of them things where it makes the character. Even nowadays, I think a lot of wrestlers need to. You know, a lot of wrestlers do it really well, but there's also a lot of wrestlers that need to think a little bit more about their attire. You know what I mean? Well, Randy Savage 
once said in an interview, like the whole reason he wore such flamboyant gear was because, you know, you're channel hoppers. So, you know, someone's flicking a channel, they see someone in a cowboy hat that's got a feather sticking out of it. And you know, it's all these multi, multi colors and vibrant sort of crazy outfit he's got on with tassels everywhere. You know, people are going to stick around, especially if you're, you know, drunk or high or whatever. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, yeah, that looks good. Like if you see Double J's light up glasses, you're like, yeah. fuck, you know, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> These matches in general, like in particular, like in the whole show, it's a very short show. There's not very, the matches aren't long, but I think the longest match is the tag team match. Um, I don't know, the, um, the, um, oh, Hogan. the Hogan, yeah, the so Hogan match is pretty long. Hogan. Yeah. Um, Beefcake goes for the sleeper early. Um, big Andre Big Andre the Giant shows up um, and this it's at this point where like you know things are sort of like moving really quickly and you, get, you see Rick Rude selling uh, sell a re- reverse atomic drop and you just remember how great he was at doing that bro I watched yeah and I, I, I watched it literally yesterday and I watch it all the time it's when the I want to laugh it's the compilation of Rick Rude just taking atomic drops. It's just, you know, the, the lemon so face good. and the, uh, you know, it's just incredible. That that should never be taken off YouTube. I'm telling you, that, that needs to be on there for life. Um, Andre finally starts laying waste to Brutus He's by sitting on him and, you know, choking him. And Jake the Snake arrives. Um, I was cheering that, by the way. What's that? I was cheering Andre sitting on his head and choking him. I was like fucking the dad in Friday talking about choking a dog. I was like, I, I take him and I choke the shit out of him. I was like, yeah, choke him. <laughs> fucking choke on his head. This is where it got confusing for me because Jake brings a snake down, doesn't like, he, he sort of runs Andre off, but then Andre and Rude start getting the better of Jake and Beefcake becomes the hero. Of, like he, he was supposed to be getting saved. He shouldn't be saving anyone. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was done well, but that's just it, it, it was a bit crazy because they're trying to. I can see what they're doing. They're trying to obviously build up what's going to happen in WrestleMania. So they've got yeah. obviously, you know, um, Andre's got a match against um, uh, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, Big John Studd obviously gets involved in this well, as well. Yeah. Big John Studd, he comes down for a stare down of Andre, and the crowd are going nuts. They're loving it. Absolutely yeah. loving it. They'll pop in. Yeah. yeah. I think because they, they love Big John Studd as well. I mean, it was... Um, he was the right you know, was... from 1989 as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, he had, he had a bit of momentum behind him at the time. Um, and Jake... Um, Jake whips out his snake. Uh, no, nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> and uh, we get the announcement that Brutus Beefcake wins by DQ after all of that craziness. Um. That was there was a a lot of like sort of hectic activity in a very short space of time. It's I mean it was classic Heenan family, and um, you know Bobby the Brain Heenan in in this in this um, Saturday night's main event in the WrestleMania Five debates and in WrestleMania Five itself. He was like the glue that was holding a lot of shit together because he was, yeah, he was the like, star of the show. He was everywhere, like he, he was all over the place. And like, I'm surprised he didn't weasel his way into the main event. 
I, and do you know what? I wish he fucking would have. To be He's honest, I mean, Savage's corner or something. Yeah, like oh, it would have been great. You know, you, you know, he could have come and said, "Oh, you know, oh, I don't want to. Sit, I don't yeah, want to give The family's away, got your back. Like yeah, the family's got your back. But I tell you what, I just wanted to show a little bit of um, merchandise, if I may. Um, What's he got? It's to do with managers, right? This DVD, I believe, is out of print now. It is. Is is it not on the network? I don't think it is. I'm not sure. The world's greatest managers. I'm not mm. sure if it is. I'm not. But, I'm not sure. I think I thought I might have seen it, but you never know. Like I mean, may, maybe it, it like, is on there. When you but scroll tell you at the what, time of night, I scroll it. I could see anything. So I'll tell you what. You don't get on the network though. You don't get a sealed pack of uh, tops cards no, in there. You don't. With, with look the at this the fucking. Look at the, the fucking man, the legend that is Bobby the Brain Heenan. This card is is never getting opened. Do you know what I mean? No, but so. then, obviously, on the back you got Paul Bearer. You know, so I don't know how many cards. Don't know there who's are. in between. You know, don't. To be honest, who cares? Um, yeah, true. You know, so. This is another thing. I think we've spoken about it before. I mean, th this is one of... I don't think you can buy this DVD anymore. It might be on the network, but you can't get this DVD anymore. Yeah. It, it didn't cost me a great deal. Um, but I got it from a guy who lives in my local area. I was on Facebook Marketplace, and uh, he had some N64 games, and I needed um, ECW, Hardcore Revolution, and one of the WCW games. And he had them on there. So I was like, oh, sweet. And he goes, oh, do you like wrestling beer? And I went, yeah. <laughs> and then he just pulled out a load of shit. And I ended up buying like four mint on card NWO figures, a load of DVDs, some ECW ones as well. And he pulled this one out. And I was like, yeah, dude, it comes with four exclusive tops foil stamped cards. Yes, I'll have that. And um, I just think I manage. I mean, this has got poorly dangerously. You know, Captain Lou, Heenan, uh, classy Freddie Bassey. And to be honest, Freddie Bassey was pretty good. You know, for people that are in this new era, like the younger cats, you oh, need to watch. It's like the uh, like what we spoke about last week when we said that someone, a female uh, wrestler in AEW needs a manager, needs a mouthpiece. Yeah. And yeah, it's. Uh, I think wrestling could do with one or two more. I know... SmackDown's got its one main manager on there and he is, you know, he's the goat of managers right now. So it's difficult to try and bring anyone else in without him putting them over like he and put Cornette over. Like that's just, you know, or, we go yeah. back to that like every yeah. now and again, don't we? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but but this is the thing. It, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. It's not how you do, it's how it's done. Yeah. That, that I swear Nas has said that in a fucking song, but it's like one of them things. Like you, a lot of people, especially with when people talk about AEW as well, they're like, you know, we want to be different, want to do this, and like we don't want to do your your heel face stuff and all that. It's like fucking bollocks, mate. You need to do it, but you, it's not what you do; it's how it's done. You know that wrestling is wrestling. Wrestling is good guys and bad guys. You know, even. Even, you know, in the era of uh, when we had The Rock and Stone Cold, you know, and Stone Cold was like the, the the bad guy everyone loved to hate, you know, but 
but he, he was the bad guy, but he still went against the bad guy, which was McMahon, you know, who was a fucking, you know, Austin was a prick, but McMahon was an arsehole, you know, so it's, you know, like um, Team America, you know, there's dicks, pussies and arseholes, you know, so you've got like your different types of bad guys, you know, it, you can be a bit, there is grey areas, you know what I mean, you don't, it doesn't have to be strictly black and white, heel and face, but the concept of that needs to still be there or thereabouts. So um, a good manager, especially a good heel manager, um, you know, like we're saying with Abaddon, if she had a really good heel manager, because she she's like a mute, you, you know, she's she don't say nothing apart from blah, blah, or whatever, you know. So if you've got someone a real badass, like you know, like basically telling her to do fucked up shit, you know, it should be be incredible. Yeah. You know, absolutely, you know, absolutely incredible because the the champion she was up against, you know, what's her name? Um, Sheeta. Name escapes. Huh? The champion. Yeah. Is it Hikaru Shida? Shida, that's it. Sorry, her name escaped me for a minute. Uh, yeah, Shida. She's like your uber face face. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you had someone literally like standing over Abaddon shouting, get her! Like you had Heenan, like with the Brooklyn Brawler, telling him, fucking choke him! Brawler on the episode of Primetime, which was the yeah, part about that whole match feud, but we'll get to that towards the end of it. Yeah, it's just incredible. It just yeah. adds another level to, level to it. Like the Brooklyn Brawler, yeah, he was a heel, but he was kind of like a nobody. But then with, when you back him with Heenan, fucking Heenan told you he's a nobody. But, you know, we'll get know, to that. Yeah. Oh, but he's fucking incredible. Heenan's the man. I'm sorry. I just right. get like a little like Heenan boner every time. Like we get we get a pre-taped sort of vignette of Hogan saying that bad news Brown will be yesterday's news. And this is the this is the uh, this is the great interview. Uh, it's Jesse with bad news Brown. And talked so about good. how Liz had possibly done favours for Jack Tunney. Yeah. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. I mean, were they actually talking about uh, play, playing the, the, the purple trombone? Is that what, you know? Oh, the old skin flute, yeah. The old skin flute, the old spam javelin. Like, you know, it's one of them, like... <laughs> um, you know, what I liked about but... this interview, though, was that Badness Brown continued to say that he wanted to be champion. He didn't really... Yes, he talked down about Hogan and Elizabeth, but he still said he wanted to be champion. He still got that over. Because yeah. he, at the time, he was still one of the bigger heels on the show. He's obviously taking on, you know, the biggest baby face on the show. He still, like, he made that point at least twice, I think, that he wants to be champion. He wants that title shot. He's saying that Hogan's getting in his way. He's like, Hogan's yeah. getting in the way. And he goes, I'm not letting this woman... Get in the way of my title shop. She's already broke. She's already um, broken up the the mega powers, you know. <laughs> and um, it, it was just great, you know. Like say that Tony's corrupt. It's so good because it was. I mean, Jesse Ventura. He just kept selling it as well, you know. Yeah. It's one of them ones, you know. It was like, uh, you know, this is this is the seedy underside to Jack Tony's corrupt administration, you know. It's just it's I mean, incredible. Then you got Vince talking about favors, if you will. Yeah. And I was like, just say it. Favors. He was smoking his blue vein cigar. You know, just say it. Uh, mean jeans with Hogan and Miss Elizabeth. Hogan <laughs> tells Gene to shut up. Um, so he then funny. says that Savage is jealous. 
and that he's defending Liz and all this. And like, I've got something to say about this. We'll get past it though. We'll get past this bit. Um, yeah, Hogan, he sounds a little bit different here. It sounds like he might be under the weather or something. I don't know. It just doesn't sound like that, got that higher pitch, angry Hogan sort of, you know, warble to he it. Was, it's just... He, he looks like... No, no, uh, he looks he looks like he's having heart palpitations. He no, literally You need to bump. Bruv, he's just had a fucking bump, I think. Like the geezer he was just like literally like he was so like pumped. Oh dear. Like it was it just Jesus. It oh it oh man, it's crazy. Like it you know, it's, we all we all know. <laughs> Despite all that, there is a massive pop for Hogan. The Hogan pops are ridiculous in the eighties and early nineties. You know, they just oh, he was, you know, yeah, he is the he is the guy that's he's the face that runs the place at this point. Uh, it is bad news, Brown and Hulk Hogan uh, with Miss Elizabeth. Uh, the the lust in that man's eyes, Jesse oh, says. Jesse kills it, bro. I've got that written down. So look at the lust in that man's eye, McMahon. You know, and he's like. Look at the happy couple. You know, he's just like... Yeah. He, uh, Jesse, the body Ventura, you know, I- incredible, dude. You know, he is one of the alumni as well. 2004 inductee to the Hall of Fame, along with Bobby the Brain Heenan. That, yeah. that dais, or whatever they call it, that was it was one of the great... I think Big John Studd is actually in that dais as well. Um, there was a lot of guys from, from that kind of era. Um Jesse, Jesse was the fucking man, dude. He, you know, he he knew the business. He knew how to sell shit. Great. Oh. I have I have a couple of takes here. Now they're not the great takes that a, a friend of the show, Bishop, has. You know, on terrible takes. You know, or TW takes um, his podcast. You know, shout out to Bishop on that one. Um, yeah, big up Bishop, man. I have two takes on like regarding Hogan here. In 2021, would Hogan have been the heel in this story? Because he is effectively driving a wedge between a man and his woman to yes. get himself a title shot, to manoeuvre his way into a title shot. It's so slimy that even Max Brannan batted an eyelid at it and went, oh, that's a bit much. This is a fucking Max um, Brannan. Now, for those of you who don't know who Max Brannan is, he is, uh, he is part, he was, I don't know if he's still on it, he's on, he was on a soap in there. Uh, in the UK on EastEnders, you know, he's played by Jake Wood, who American fans will know as the voice of the Geico Gecko. So there is something there. There's something for you to. But Fucking yeah. Max Brannan, bro. He, he, was, he was slimy on that sh- on that show. He was he was shagging his son's bird in EastEnders. Go. He was shagging Stacy, who was Bradley's uh, missus. So yeah. Um, so this is yeah. Would Hogan been the heel in this? I I think I mean. I see him as the fucking heel in this anyway, even, <laughs> even in 89. Because I'm like, dude, you know, even for me, like him carrying fucking uh, Elizabeth on his shoulders and shit, is just too much. It's like, yeah, it's unnecessary. come on, man. Like, you don't need to be doing that shit. Um, yeah, I mean, he probably would have been the heel. But I, like you say, it was like the I sun... wouldn't. I wouldn't have cheered Hogan if he was trying to split up a, you know, a wholesome couple like that. Well... You know, at this point, like you say, the, the sun shone out of his ass at this yeah. at this time. Um, you know, it 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 was Hogan in '89. You know, you don't get much poppier the, pops than that, apart from the other you know, 
the other thing I have, and this one, this one did bug me a little bit when I was watching it. Because I was thinking, in 1989, sure, you know, people don't do what they don't do what they do. They don't, you know, that doesn't work for me, brother, and all that stuff. Should Hogan have put more heels over in this era? Should he have done one or two more jobs than he did? My answer he to that for bad news, Brown here. Yes. How 100... over, how far over would that rivalry have gone after WrestleMania? It was a bit short-sighted. If yeah, if yeah, instead of just going over and beating him with the with the leg drop. But they could have they, they could have made it they could have made it even better for WrestleMania, where basically he was protecting Elizabeth, and then bad news has got the win because Hogan was more focused on Liz. And then you've got Macho coming saying, see, look, look at you. You're too focused on her, you know, and you've ended up you've losing got, tonight. You've got a ready-made rivalry after WrestleMania. You know, Hogan could have gone on the road and faced Bad News Brown up, you know, with Bad News dining out on that pinfall win that he got, you know, yeah. in the alternate reality. 100%, bro. I'm, you're fucking just, bang on the... I just think he could have done a couple more jobs. You know, I know, you know... <laughs> The, the the land of you know, wrestling at that point was people scratching and clawing not to do jobs and you know people openly say they didn't do jobs on TV or whatever. But yeah, I mean, but and we can also get to the main event of WrestleMania five when we get to that as well yeah. because that's another thing as well where I mean Randy Savage at this time was the ultimate heel dude. He had so much heat, but people really liked him, dude. You know, yeah, you even, do get a few cheers for him when he makes his way out later on. Even the shows after WrestleMania five, he was he was top draw still. He was still a top draw. He was getting you know a lot of, um, you know, I mean, it it, it to me as well. Like Liz, what what are, what are your thoughts on on Elizabeth? I know we probably will talk about it more in WrestleMania five show, but. I think I, I mean I think she was brilliant. Like if I'm honest, I think she played that role perfectly. You know, she was yes, yeah, she was Randy's manager. You know, she was also yeah, as a babyface for Randy. It was also a slight distraction for him. You know, because she could play damsel in distress quite well. I I think it was crazy. Like um, on the uh, Saturday night's main event from February, uh, where they actually the Mega Powers actually split <laughs> up and they had to fight backstage, dude. Randy literally threw her across the room. That was legit. Was that Liz? Not a stunt double? No, that was fucking... I'm pretty sure that was Liz, okay. wasn't it? I'm not sure. I think the camera cut sort of gives it away because you just see nothing of her face. No, he fucking I, launches her across I the room, the man. It might have been a stunt. No, because then she comes running over, like, you know, she comes running over to protect Hogan and she's there with Hogan and then literally he just grabs her up and throws yeah, her. Yeah, no, no it, just, it just feels like the way they cut the camera, like, just a little bit. Yeah. It like it, they sort of, they'd replaced her at this point, like. And, no, um, it was legitimately her and, like, Randy was fucking a bit of a jerk. He was probably, you know, he was, he was uh, well, let's say, um, quite highly strung. And he was probably oh, on the two. Yeah, yeah, I know it's uh, hard to not believe. That. <laughs> but, I mean, my thoughts on Liz, I, I like Liz. And like you say, she did play a good role at that time. But I always preferred the managers like Sensational Sherry. Liz, I think Liz um, worked better with Randy as when Randy's babyface. 
I just don't, you know, there was no, 100%. you know, when he turned heel, he probably should have just, just dumped her. You know, I use that in quotes. He should have just said, right, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. That's and it. then maybe got but, someone like Sherry. Yeah, not have, not have someone slightly heelishly come and take her away. Yeah. In the way that Hogan did, which makes Hogan look like a douche. But, but I'd, I'd tell you when was prime Liz, dude. When she went to WCW and her and woman... Oh, she's not getting stuck in a bit more, yeah. Oh, dude, I'll tell you what, that was... That show where, you know, she gave the shoe to Ric Flair. The shoe. Fuck, dude. (laughs) Yes. Fucking yeah. And he went home with Liz on his left and woman on his right. Woo! That was just... Yeah, Yeah. dude. It gives me me a little semi on just thinking about that. Um... (laughs) Good shit. Vince says that this match won't be scientific. It isn't. No, it's, it's, a, punch, <laughs> it's a punch kick brawl. Um, and strangely, at one point, because I'm pretty sure they forgot to put it there under the ring, Paul yeah, Bradley Brown checks every yep. side of the ring, under the ring, he checks every side, looking for this shovel. It's um, a snow shovel thing, Can't isn't it? find it, yeah. So he yeah. goes to the back. And they have to improvise, and Hogan stops the ref counting because he has to go and find this shovel. Or probably it might not have meant to have been the shovel that he was looking for. It could have been anything else. And he's literally, yeah, he's just literally, he's grabbed whatever he can from out the back. He's like, just hold on, just hold on, I'm going to be back. But Um, um, bad news, Brown, though, as well, like you say, he's a great, like, adversarial kind of heel uh, guy. He was like, you know, it's um, I I mean, bad news, Brown. I, um, the Olympic medalist as well, wasn't he? He was a legit judo player. He trained yeah. in Japan as well. He's like a, a gaijin over there as well. Trained a, trained a lot of guys. He um, he's a legit tough guy. And um, yeah. bad news, Brown always sticks in my head for the um, WrestleMania when it was him, or was it? it I'm not sure if it was WrestleMania, but oh, it him was and an, Roddy Piper. Uh, no, him and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Where he had the, like the sewer rat. Oh, the sewer rat, yeah, and the snake, yeah. And the snake, and 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 that was when um, Jake the Snake did one of the best promos I've ever seen in my whole life, where the snake was like wrapping himself around him and that, and he's like, when you hang around with sewer rats, you know, he goes, you become one, and he's like, you know, who's hungrier? He's like, is Damien, you know, or is it you? And he's See, like, I- you know. My favourite Jake promo is probably the one after Tuesday in Texas where he slapped Liz and he's like begging Savage to let him let him touch her again. And like, it's, it's so oh, dark. It's, it's proper good though. Yeah. Um, Was that when he was wearing leather pants, a jumper and cowboy boots? I mean, the swagger is real. The swagger <laughs> on like, point. He is, yeah, he's... Yeah, you don't you don't dress like that and like you know, not look good. <laughs> um, Bad news, Brown gets on the mic. He for some reason he gets on the mic mid match to tell Hogan he's going to hit him with a ghetto blaster. Oh, it's great, mate! He's like, look at your hero, look at your look at your champ. I'm going to hit him with a ghetto blaster. And then Hogan moves out of the way. Obviously, um, he hulks up, hits him with a high knee, no big boot and body slam. It was a high knee. And then, yeah, but I, I, it was, yeah, I think it was supposed to be a, a big boot, but maybe he was too close to him. 
and he, he couldn't stretch his leg out, so he had to do the high knee. It was a, yeah, a high knee and a leg drop later, and we finished. And uh, Hogan must pose, pal. Of course, pal. And then yeah. he gets Liz up on his shoulders. Yeah. Fucking taking the piss, fam. And then you see they cut away after that to Savage outside, like pacing outside Liz's uh, dressing room. Um, it's 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 a good build. Obviously, it's a good build. Um, but yeah, I still think it's slimy of Hogan to step in. Yeah, it's, it's slimy. That's someone else's chick fam. But the thing is, I don't think um, they're still not selling it that Liz is actually Macho Man's no, partner, is it? They're, definitely, they're not selling they're, it. They're, yeah, they're not getting to that point. They don't get to that until 91, I think. Yeah. So they're still not selling that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mean Jeans with uh, Million Dollar Man and Virgil, they're talking about the million dollar championship belt. It costs a million dollars, apparently. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, there's not a lot to it, really. Like they said, it's not recognized by Jack Tunney and all that. And yeah, I mean, the poor old Jack Tunney gets a beat in here, don't he? He doesn't even get to defend himself. No, um, million dollar man says it's not, it, it, it's about money, not Tunney. Yeah. Um, it's fucking great. I mean, it's so good. Um, also, just quickly, bro, talk about Virgil. Have you seen um, he's recently put a video out on Cameo for someone? He had one of his bollocks hanging out. No. Have you heard about this? Oh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Fuck. He's fucking... He put Someone paid for a Cameo. It was like some auction site or whatever, paid for a Cameo from, um, from Virgil. And he's sitting there, legs akimbo, on his bed with one of his fucking nuts hanging out, just like... Spitting oh. this promo to say, yeah, I had a picture of someone once in, on TV and I burnt it. It was a scumbag and all this. And it's like, dude, your bollocks hanging out, mate. Sort it out. Uh, um, did you know also, uh, Virgil was a tag team champion at one point, wasn't he? Uh, AWA with Rocky Johnson, with the Rockstad. Oh, AWA, yeah. Sorry. AWA. I, yeah, I, was, I was racking my brains to the Federation then. I was like, oh. Mm. Um, Soul Train Jones, bro. <laughs> Gene also catches up with a blue blazer. Blazer says he's going airborne. He's from the top rope from the ring post. And then he mentioned the rafters. And I've got a little bit like. Oh, dude. It's in my notes here. It was yeah, like. I didn't like that. When he they said could, it. They it, could have cut that. I think they could cut that from the show. It, it, it's funny you say that because it was hard to listen to, bro. Yeah. And, and especially when. If you think about it, that is probably the promo that has stuck in Vince's head or whoever's head that has then kept asking him to come from the rafters. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, I think it was also meant to be like a sort of a lampoon on Sting coming from the rafters. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, like he mentions like from the rafters and that, and I just, yeah, that, that, I, I don't know, I felt, I felt funny, man. Like I just didn't like yeah. it. yeah. It took me by surprise. I didn't. I didn't have much words after that because he says, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to be high flying." He says, "He says something like uh, that heavy belt is going to be weighing you down, but I'm going to be high flying. I'm going to come from the ring ropes, from the turnbuckle, from the rafters if I need to." And the way he looked at the camera and said that, I did get a bit of a bit of a chill, mate. It, it was, was a it bit was of a chill, chill, yeah. Yeah. Um, but is is Ted DiBiase um, with Virgil against Blue Blazer? Ted jumps in before the bell. He's in control for most of this, but we do get an unbelievable dive through the ropes. 
from the blazer. Boom. It looks like he jumps from the middle of the ring. It was, and you, I have specifically stated on this, okay? All these fucking, I watched, oh, dude, I, I watched some recent wrestling, yeah? Because I'm trying to watch a bit more recent stuff yeah. now to keep, you know, abreast of what's going on. Um, and I'm, I personally am getting sick of seeing people standing uh, outside the ring looking like they're waiting for someone to jump on them, yeah? yeah? It's, it's and when you've got... When you've got guys, yeah, you know, and 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 it's it doesn't do anything to help people suspend their disbelief. But this needs a shout out. Owen Hart and the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase just knows he can hear when he's coming, and he turns round at just the right time. It's excellent. It is called being a good worker. Owen Hart does. He literally launches himself. Now that. Is a suicide dive. I hate to call it that, but that that is an absolutely fantastic move. Um, million Dollar Man absolutely nails it, and he just turns at the right time. Yeah, guys, working Honestly. right now. You need to fucking watch this. It's it's, it's an incredibly short match again. Like it's only what three four minutes long, but um, in in the midst of all that, uh, there's a few drop kicks from the Blazer, but then Blazer goes for a leapfrog. Ted catches him and power slams him for a free count, and it's just it's technically beautiful. Like it's yeah, it's good. Good. It's a but good match. It's two, short, but it's good. You've got two great workers, dude. When you yeah. put them together, I mean, Ted DiBiase is great inside the ropes. Owen Hart, one of the best. Um, you're always going to get greatness. It was always going to be good. Yeah. It was it's always going to just be limited by time. Um, mean Jean's out in the arena for an interview with Miss Elizabeth. She said she cares about both, but then she finally gets pressed for questions. Will you be in Hulk Hogan's corner? She says, no, there's a few cheers. I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Some people that agree with me. Uh, Randy comes out to celebrate. He's loving it. He's fucking <laughs> loving it. He keeps interrupting Gene, like when he's trying to ask Lisa if she'll be in Randy's corner. Eventually she says, no, Randy starts kicking off. Um, sleaze he bag. Like he's gonna punch her in her face, bro. <laughs> sleaze bag Hogan shows up. Yeah. He says he's gonna take the title, which makes you feel like that's what he was after the whole time. He was only yeah. putting the moves on Liz to get after the title. Randy looks crazed and great here. It's the madness taking over. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun little interview. Like, but yeah, Hogan has to come out and stick his beak in again. Um, beak. Yeah, yeah, he's on the beak. <laughs> he's on the beak, sticking his beak in. And then uh, it's another quick cut, cut, we cut to another ad break and we're back with Gene again with the Brain Busters and Bobby Heenan. And this is just three great talkers spitting a couple of lines. It's, um, I've really got something to show you. I've got something to show you. Here we go. Um, for for I'm those a huge that are listening, fan. they're not viewing, Chris is about to whip his trousers off. I'm about to whip something out, I tell you. But it's not me cock. It is... <laughs> It is a 1991 poster of Arn Anderson. Who's that he's taking a shot at? Who can, I can't I was, see. I was trying to work that what, out. Yeah, I think it's Johnny B. Bad. Looks like it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Johnny B. Bad um, by the look of it. There's a classic um, poster of Arn Anderson from 1991. 
1991 uh, World Championship Wrestling Incorporated. Um, and it is, yeah, so it's an official poster. So there you go. Yeah. It's another one to get framed up there next to uh, Thunder in Paradise. Oh, God, Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, Arn Anderson is one of the greatest to ever step in a ring. Um, he, not to mention the work with the Four Horsemen, yeah. uh, even, you know, in his own right, he was, he just, he could sell, you know, he was great um, technically. But um, I do have a question for you. Oh. At this time, is Arn Anderson in the Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame? As a, as a horseman, I think he is, yeah. Is he or is he in there already? I think the horsemen are in there, yeah. I think because okay. Flair's in it twice, isn't he? Once as the horseman and yeah, once as Flair. And once, as yeah, Flair. But, yeah. I'll tell you what I did actually see. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ric Flair watching the 1992 Rumble. I've got to catch up on that. Yeah. I think they're watching it together on the on the Broken Skull Ranch. I've got to catch up with that. Okay. Um, but my question is, so I don't think Arn Anderson is in there as Arn Anderson. No. Um, he won't be going in there anytime soon. This is my question, bro. This is my question. Um, Jake the Snake's in there already, ain't he? He's yeah, been Jake's put in, in there. there. Yeah. He went in there um, a, little a little while ago. A little so while ago, yeah. You've got Tully, these guys. He's in there as Horseman as well, I think. Tully's in there as Horseman, but, you know, do you think that these guys that are, are working with AEW, like Taz, for example, so, right, so Taz uh, and Arn Anderson, do you think that the WWE will put them in the Hall of Fame or, or not because they've been working with AEW? Uh, not whilst they're on another TV show, no. I don't think that's, that's going to happen. I know there was there was like a couple of, you know, like agreements when I think they put, I think when they put Flair in, I think he was working with TNA at the time. Yeah. They put Flair in as with the Horseman. I think he was a, with TNA still. So I think there was an agreement made where Christian went to, went back to TNA for one night or something. Like, I can't really remember the. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Christine Cage, yeah, he was at that time, weren't he? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I just think it's um, a bit of a travesty, really, that Arn Anderson's not in the WWE Hall of Fame as Arn Anderson, because, I mean, if you think about it, WWE own all the footage of WCW. Yeah. So why, why he couldn't have gone in there as Arn Anderson from WCW, you know? Well, he's it, working there as a producer, wasn't he, or a, as an agent, and he probably would have done yeah they not got rid of him so yeah i just think it's sad because i love arm yeah i've got both his galoobs you know i mean <laughs> white pants and red pants and he's wearing the red pants in this as well the double a red pants so uh, yeah galoobs are the best wouldn't they <laughs> oh fuck you've got to love a galoob you know what i mean I, it's even to the point where i've got two stings one of them's in my cabinet i've actually got two lugers as well but i've got two stings because this is the sting with the orange pants and the thing, the same as the you see on the back of that. Yeah. The same sting. Yeah, I see him. So I've got I've got to have him next to the. Do you know what I mean? Look at him, beautiful. Looks like a bit like fucking idol, <laughs> doesn't he? White <laughs> wedding. 
It is a uh, little bit Billy Idol, yeah. It is a bit Billy Idol, isn't it? Um, yeah. Whilst we are talking about you know people who rock like Billy Idol, The Rock has cut a really generic babyface promo. Um, you know <laughs> when they're good, cheesy. they're good, and when they're bad. They're better, better. Some shit yeah. yeah and terrible. you know, Sean's got his hand over Mean Gene as well. I'm surprised you know, not patting him on the head or something. Like it was, yeah, it was a really crap promo. But <laughs> the match is—I loved it, start to finish. Um, I think this is a little nod to Ric Flair because Arn does the spot from the top rope where he gets body slammed off it. Yeah, and he's like at the top going, no, yeah. It feels like his little nod to his buddy um, in Atlanta. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Tully work really well together. That head scissors spot and everything was just, I don't know, man. These teams just got it. Like, tag team wrestling, they really hyped up the Brain Busters for, you know, being two of the best, you know, they... It's not something they would normally do. They wouldn't normally just bring him in as Arn and Tully. You know, they would have been, you know, some sort of gimmick remake and, you know, they could have been truckers or something stupid like that. But it, they just brought them in as two tough guys, you know, from, from you know, the Carolinas. I think, um, I think maybe the Rockers had worked with them previously in other territories. Oh, yeah, probably. I think um, because they... I, I remember Shawn Michaels talking about some other stuff as well. Um, I, I think it was, yeah, he, he spoke about it in some interview or something where he was saying, yeah, you know, we worked with these guys. They did a real big program with a, with us two old guys. I know it was Buddy Rose. It was, um, yeah, it was the Rockers and they, they went all around the country with Buddy Rose and, um, Ah, uh, Playboy, because Buddy Rose uh, had uh, Sherry Martell. It was a tag team. Who was Buddy Rose? Yeah, um, I'm a little bit. No, with Land, Land, I think it was Buddy Rose and Landell um, as a tag team. Um, and basically the Rockers... Um, Uh, the Rockers did a massive program with them. Yeah, it was Playboy, Buddy Rose, and uh, Doug Summers. Okay, wow. Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, I think. Um, and it was yeah in AWA in the mid eighties. So it was yeah, and and their manager was um, Sherry Martell, and then. That's why Sean says it was crazy that it would be Sherry Martell that would then be with him when he kind of turned into the heartbreak kid because she was, yeah, because literally they went all around the country with um, Summers and um, Playboy Buddy Rose and Sherry Martell. So, you know, she knew and he said he had a bit of a crush on her. Um, when <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just weird because I mean, Buddy um, Playboy Buddy Rose. You he, he he didn't look like a wrestler at all, and he didn't look like, you know, no. but he he had he was great. He was absolutely great. You know, um, I've watched the Rockers 
I think, do you know what? I think that match, it might have been on here, on the world's greatest managers under um, Sensational Sherry. I think that tag team match is actually on here. Um, and it's a really good match for people to watch. Um, it's got some really good matches. Some really, really good matches. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. There's there's the the Bobby Heenan versus Greg Gagne weasel suit match on there, yeah, and then you've got where the weasel suit match started. Yeah, yeah, and you've got Jim Cornette versus Paulie Dangerously in the tuxedo match. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Man. We've got managed... Teddy Long and uh, the Freddie Mercury lookalike. Oh yeah, um, um, uh, he was the manager of the yeah. um, Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering, that's it. Yeah, two people with no hair having a hair versus hair match. That's right. Um, Bobby Heenan pulled the top rope down to get uh, to get an advantage with Sean going flying over the top. Um, Amazing. But the referee just ch- just ejects him from ringside, just chucks him out, and the fans are loving that because it's Heenan complaining and you know. And this is where. You know, we see there's some really good tag team work from the Brain Busters. We get that picture-perfect spine buster from, from Arn. And then this match goes into, like, chaos, like, frantic, brilliant mode um, from the hot tag that I think, uh, was it Marty Sean. gets to Sean? Or is it the other yeah. one? I can't remember now. Like, yeah, that's right. The hot tag, and it just kicks off from there. They, you know, they spill outside they're both throwing punches and going after each other they do get counted out but it is it's a hell of a way to build a match and build a rematch oh it's great yeah. it's absolutely great because this like should have say, been invented this show yeah it, it was it was it was fantastic it was um so i mean at, at wrestlemania 5 who who was the um what was it? Because both of these guys involved in a match at WrestleMania Five, or was it just it was the Rockers had a really good match at WrestleMania? They not 5. against uh, Bossman and Akeem. Bossman and Akeem. That one. Yeah, the Twin Towers. Yeah, the Twin Towers. Yeah. There's a notorious story about Shawn Michaels fucking being pissed out of his head and drinking really, really late the night before on WrestleMania Sunday. And he literally like went to bed at 4.30 off his nut and then had to get up and wrestle the next day. Just just 80s wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, but, but you wouldn't tell looking at the match. You really no. wouldn't because Shawn was... I mean, say what you want about Shawn Michaels, but he's fucking great at what he does. Yeah. Always has been. Top notch. Um, yeah, both teams get counted out. We then get the a little video clip of the build-up to the it's technically the main event of this show, the Red Rooster and the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, me. Um, this whole the thing. build-up's good though, because they cut back to the bit on prime time where the Brawler, well, first Heenan slaps Rooster. Oh, it's the great. Brawler attacks him with a stall. He, Hits monsoon as well, which was like unheard of. You, know, you don't Dude, attack the, gorilla monsoon like that. The bump, the bump that Heenan takes when the rooster fucking hits him. He literally turns himself inside out. And this is a guy who had a really bad neck still yeah. at that time. And the bump that he took was just incredible when the rooster hit him. But he says something on the um, WrestleMania Five debates. Um, 
they didn't debate all of them because I think at the time not all of the matches were signed. So yeah. you had like the Powers of Pain versus Demolition. You had um, Haku and Hercules. You had Andre and Jake Roberts. Um, Sensational Sherry and Rockin' Robin. I don't know if that match actually went ahead. I think there, there was a different match. Is this is, um, are the WrestleMania debate something they should bring back? Oh, dude, a hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent, bring them back. Um, but you had Heenan and the Brawler and the Red Rooster in these debates, yeah. And he and Heenan is just absolutely fantastic in this when he's saying to him, "You're just," he forgets his name. He goes, "You're just, you're just Dave Taylor." No, you're not. Um, you're making me lose my mind. He goes, "You're just Terry Taylor." He goes, "You're not the Rooster. I gave you that name." He's like, you shouldn't even be using it. And he calls him a fucking dummy. And he says, you're a you're a piece of, a barnyard piece of garbage, limited subhuman. He calls him. <laughs> Heenan just absolutely goes. Oh, I now, I, I don't know bit. if Heenan legitimately. I might, I might have to watch it in full. Um, oh, dude, it's incredible. The way he says it, he calls him a barnyard piece of garbage, limited subhuman. And I was just like, wow, say it again, Heenan. <laughs> Enan and the Same brawler again. are uh, with Jesse uh, in the back. And, you know, Heenan says that the Red Rooster is a nobody. You know, he also says that the brawler is a nobody, but he's, you know, he's, he's his a better, nobody. He's a better nobody than that nobody. And yeah. he goes, and even, he goes, I could always get a better nobody than that nobody. And it's just crazy. And then, um, mean Gene is with the Red Rooster. And Red yeah. Rooster says he's a somebody. And I, I Quickly stuck my hand up and said, "No, he's not." He, Tell he's you who not. he is, bro. Tell you who he is. I'm going to show you something else. Oh, now, it's Terry. It's the computerized man of the '90s. He is the computerized man of the '90s. He is Terry Taylor. Terry fucking Taylor. Okay, um, he's the computerized man of the '90s. So this is 1991. So we're the fucking stooge. Yeah. yeah he's a, and but there's another one, Arn Anderson in WCW. There's 1991 cards. Look at Terry Taylor's. Look at his little face. Look. And then he, and then he fucking crowed <laughs> on his way out of the interview. And I just thought, oh fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, this is our main event. Everyone again. I'm saying, well. I'm saying it out loud because I don't believe it. <laughs> it's great, man. Heenan makes it. This this is a this main event goes one minute and five seconds or something. Um, Rooster hits a small package and he gets a three count and th that's our main event on NBC on the big network on you know the big the big show with a 10.0 rating Red Rooster beats Brooklyn Brawler with a small package in about a minute and five Bobby Heenan <laughs> and um, the Brawler attack the Rooster um Rooster gets his heat back, and Heenan does that sweet dive over the top rope he does to escape. Yep. Um, the less said about this shot, the better, though, because it was god it awful. Was, yeah, um, like say. But then we do get a decent end, because Mean Jeans with Randy Savage. Savage says he doesn't need anybody, and then he smashes the fucking place up. Oh, he wrecks <laughs> the joint, dude. Absol the madness has taken over. Have you seen that... Um... Have you seen that after-school special that they have in America about roid rage? And it's got um, Ben Affleck in it. 
And he like he go he smashes the shit out of his house and he's just goes like fucking going crazy in his house like and then he ends up a crying crumbling mess on the floor and he smacks his mum in the face or something and um yeah it's crazy dude they actually show it in um the documentary bigger faster stronger um the side effects of being American it's about uh, steroids. <laughs> And uh, there's this after-school special, but it looks like, you know, he just goes crazy and he, he, he's just about to clothesline the bin and he, like, slips over <laughs> and ends up, like, hugging the bin onto the floor. Oh. It's fucking well funny. <laughs> Savage, yeah, smashes the place up and then we get uh, we get roll credits. We're out of time. Um, and this is, this is on the network, right? So people, every, anyone watching us now discussing this, you can, you can actually go on WWE Network and it is the um, Saturday night main event, 1989, March. Yeah, 1989. I, was, uh, I wasn't even two yet, March 89. Man, I was seven years old. Yeah. <sighs> the old, old. man seven at this point. It's crazy. But yeah, that's it. That's... Um... That's our lead-in to WrestleMania Five, which uh, it's going to be with you next week, isn't it? That's it. It's going to be with you next week. But you've got some homework, you see, guys. Anyone yeah. listening to this, you've got some homework. Watch this uh, Saturday night main event. Also, please watch the um, the WrestleMania Five debates. It's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of them on there. So watch the WrestleMania 5 debates. You've watch got, the debates. You know. uh, watch the primetime episode before WrestleMania, which is from Trump Plaza. Um, yes. It's, uh, it's basically Bobby Heenan accidentally starting the show early. You know, he's looking for Monsoon. He finds him at a casino table. Yeah, you know, it's fucking so... who Tony Schiavone is. It's it's incredible stuff. Brother Love sh- like shows up. It's really good. It's a really good episode of Prime Time. It's on the network as well. Definitely check. Yeah, it out. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that again as well because I watched a bit of it when I was doing bits and bobs uh, the other day. <laughs> doing I love me bits and bobs, it's but yeah, bob. I was doing I was doing some bits and bobs and I had it on. But I'm gonna watch that Prime Time again because I mean, like I say, this is this is Prime Heenan time. This is yeah, you know. It, on, on this um, Saturday night's main event, he had three matches. In WrestleMania Five, he has fucking a handful of matches. Um, you know, he's 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 littered through the show, and it's incredible, it really is. And uh, yeah, that's it. Like we'll, I think we'll uh, we'll remind everyone to uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit it. Just touch it once. Pack it, tickle it, punch it. Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you can. Like you know just slap the bell you don't even need to get notifications if you want to be a punk bitch like that yeah but just touch it it don't cost you nothing it's absolutely free um and we will keep bitching until we meet a hundred get get a thousand subscribers until then you know know, like comment do it on those podcast apps you know write a review give us the stars give us the like give us the comment give us the follow do whatever it takes keep putting us over keep putting us over dude come on do more for us than hogan did for hills in the 80s yeah (laughs) literally nothing (laughs) literally nothing do more do more be better touch the bell we love you for it and we love everyone who's watching and listening and sticks with us really tweets us you know we fucking love you guys man we love this shit um 
and we're just going to keep doing it. But we are going to keep bitching like motherfuckers until we get to a thousand subscribers, and then we will do the giveaway. And then one of you lucky viewers or listeners or whatever subscribers, you're going to get some free shit, dude. We've got enough. Okay, we will give you some free shit. So yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's Saturday night's main event from March in 1989. IBJB. That's Chris Dredd. We thank you all for watching and listening. Stay safe, be good, and we'll see you all next time. And touch the bell. Touch the bell. Do it now. Bye. Thank you.